who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Where old stories take on a new life and the world is teeming with possibilities. Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz. Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with. Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. Nintendo! Three, two, one. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of... Ah, I forgot the date. Good <laughs> It's that you awesome. both jumped. <laughs> it's the 18th. Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of September 19th, 2015. I am your host, Jose Otero, and this is IGN's Nintendo Show. We have a lot to talk about today, and joining us, Pear Schneider. Who is he? Uh, where is that from? This that's, is just... that's just my my happiness over Jose being here oh. and not stuck in the, the lands of destiny. Okay, yeah, I've been stuck there for quite some time. You have red eyes, and I think your eyes are blinking at different speeds now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also have a lazy eye. It's really bad. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> uh, Brian Altano will not be here this week. Uh, he is in Portland. But God. to the rescue, Callie Pleggy. Hello. What's going on? I am also very tired because yes, yes. I, I didn't stay up playing Destiny. I stayed up working yep. for and things. And you, you've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, which we're going to yeah. talk about on the show. Nintendo named a new president. There's Ooh. a company-wide restru- There's a company restructuring happening. There is so much stuff about Star Fox got Stop. delayed. Yeah. Uh, so buckle up because it is going to be quite a ride. Uh, let's start with the first big story of this week. Nintendo announced that Tatsumi Kimishima mm-hmm. will fulfill the role of new president for the company, president CEO, representative director. Now, Kimishima is not a new name at Nintendo. He has actually been with the company for quite some time in various roles, uh, including running the Pokemon company at one point back when they were Pokemon USA. Um, He was head of human resources internally, too, apparently, at some point in his career. He's done a lot. Uh, There... Just to put that out there for folks. He was in, yeah, I mean, obviously we, we've we bumped into him when he was in charge of NOA for a, a certain time period. Before Reggie. We've never, but we've never, Nintendo's never given us a chance to interview him, yeah. which I think was very telling even, even back then because we did ask to interview him, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously the leader of the company setting the rules for the U.S. Right. market, but he, he's He's definitely a different kind of leader from an Iwata or a a Reggie. And just uh, to finish fleshing out this timeline, so Reggie came into the picture and that became sort of the face of NOA. Then over time, Kimishima's role was still head of NOA until 
he sort of stepped back. I believe he was on board of directors and a bunch of other positions. And uh, Iwata took that post mm-hmm. um, in April of 2013, if the research is right. So, yeah, he's general manager of corporate analysis and administration division. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. He's also head of human resources division, which could mean he also has some insight, at least into talent and people who work there. Um, However, there was uh, some reaction to this face because he is 65 years old, Mm -hmm. uh, because he has not been a public figure for Nintendo, and because he's following Iwata, who in a lot of ways was a very special snowflake. And I think Mm -hmm. for a lot of us, uh, we sort of overlooked just how special he was, right? I mean, we're talking Mm -hmm. about someone who came into the business as a programmer, who rose to a management level position and oversaw projects, but also took opportunities to jump in and get in the weeds, like roll up his sleeves, work on it, and also became the direct face of the company's messaging, which, you know, you don't really see that very often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Very true. And, and that's, yeah, I mean, there, there was a reaction. Obviously, a lot of people, uh, you know, whether they're shareholders or just fans of Nintendo, are looking towards Nintendo to kind of have fresh new leadership, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes you equate that with young um, or, or different or the same as Iwata, right? Uh, let's be clear, though. Nintendo has a face, and that's the world's most famous game designer, mm-hmm. Mr. Miyamoto, right? Like, right? And so the need to have another face, public facing, is not as high. You know, they have uh, they have tremendously sm- smart designers, great speakers. You know, Aonuma is, is, is there, obviously, with yeah, the Zelda yeah. franchise. So they have that. Um, but it was it was more it was a surprise to me. This guy obviously is is smart, right? You mm. do not become leader of the Pokemon company, Pokemon USA. You Especially don't become that early. You yeah. don't become leader of a you know growing NOA without being a smart guy and without having you know management skills. But yes, he is not he is not Steve Jobs. Yeah. He's not. Miyamoto and he's not Iwata. That's why I think, I mean, I think he is a substitute. Yeah. I think he is there for a certain time period well, to fill a much needed role. And mm-hmm. he has said as much. The yeah. appointment right now is only for one year. Yeah. And then afterwards, it will be sort of either revisited or discussed. It, but it is a one-year term at, and, as the boss. And that can happen, right? A company will in, announce a, a person for one year and then that person stays on longer. Yeah. It's right. happened many, many times in the past. I don't think that that will happen yeah, here. But I do think he's jumping in and he, and they're going to find somebody. And your bigger point being he doesn't have to be Iwata. Like he no. is – there are enough faces. Nintendo has enough faces, I feel, with their messaging in different territories that they don't have to worry about that and that the leader does not have to be the YouTube-in-chief. Yeah. The YouTuber-in-chief. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like that's not – Necessary for his role, not, like his roles keep the business moving. Not yeah. all leaders have to be as charismatic as ones of, yeah. that we've seen, right? Like mm-hmm. as long as he has the, I mean, clearly, like you said, he has the management skills, um, which you know, for a, sh- a one-year term is appropriate, I think. Yeah, yeah, and there there have been some other sort of uh, comments made by uh, Kimishima. Apparently, uh, the Nikkei, which is a very important uh, editorial outlet in Japan, got Sunday. to talk to him. Yeah. Yes, and uh, he said a couple of things. First mm-hmm. of all, the smart po- the smartphone and IP related business is not changing. They are keeping along with that uh, ship. Um, that the company's task is now to develop new businesses, which we'll see what those are. Mm-hmm. Um, we've sort of seen that shift with like them announcing like these these uh, IP you know sort of crossovers. The thing uh, with Universal. Um, you know the thing that potentially c- could have been happening with Netflix, and now. Who knows what that's mm-hmm. whether that's happening or not? Those are examples of that. Yeah, um, even Amiibo to some extent is a new business for Nintendo. Yeah, and obviously, I mean, there are all these new things happening. I think the the places where Nintendo doesn't have any problems is is coming up with you know games that play well that are that are great. You know, the in house teams are super talented, so it doesn't feel like you know at this point that the company needs a leader. Uh, 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 you know, an overall leader like a Mr. Miyamoto who says, hey, we need to change the way, you know, the, the types of games we develop. That's not the problem. I think mm-hmm. it's about figuring out what kind of business they want to be, whether they want to be a toy business, a hardware business, a software business, or maybe all of the or above, Or if they can right? be that versatile yeah. and be and, them all. And so, and that's why I feel like they do need fresh leadership. But now, you know, one thing about Kimishima is like, he uh, on the Wii U front, he called it. He was he was internally. very vocal internally at Nintendo about saying the Wii U is too close to the Wii, and the Wii you know 
the the Wii really decreased in popularity towards the end of its life cycle. You can't just you can't just do the same thing, you know, albeit with a different controller, and expect it to work. So he was mm-hmm. very vocal on that. Yeah. And so the guy obviously has smarts, and yeah. you know, I wouldn't underestimate him on that front. And so for that one time period that gets us to the launch of a new console, he might be uh, he might be a good choice. And yeah. I guess that's the that's the sort of the worry and sort of why everyone's so focused on it, right? This is this is starting to feel more and more like a transition year. 2016, you know, they've been saying NX is what they're finally going to start talking about. Um, You're seeing projects getting pushed into 2016 with question marks attached to them. You know, we saw that with Zelda. Uh, Star Fox is apparently a Q1 game. Uh, We're going to talk about that more later. Last couple things I want to say about him to set up, and then we can sort of finish a discussion maybe on what he needs to do or what Nintendo needs to do. Um, But uh, he told the Nikkei that he was open to the idea of a company outsider coming in at some point in the future and running the company. This would be a, this would be a big change for Nintendo. Let's mm. let's be fair because they're known for leadership coming from either the founding family or internally. Iwata was the first outsider, but he still was brought into the company right. at an earlier state or an earlier phase in his career. Became a GM, moved up the chain, mm. and replaced Yamauchi when mm-hmm. he moved on. Um, that's pretty. That's pretty much it. Uh, I I would not be surprised if they brought in somebody from the outside I after would, Kimishima. Yeah, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if they brought in someone from the mobile realm who's big in Japan. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I we'll, we'll see what what happens, but you know, um, I I think the. The principal complaint that the guy is too old is is a silly one, given that many companies with aging leaders have performed really well. And, yes. you know we're obviously seeing, uh, you know we're seeing great success with uh, studios that are working on you know superhero movies where we have older leadership. So mm-hmm. you know that's not as the old guy. I gotta say this. That's not <laughs> underestimate the old people. Well, I don't really understand why that's a a concern people have anyway. Like mm-hmm. I think that. You need to have a lot of experience yeah. in mm-hmm. in your field to be at that level anyway. Like yeah. it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, oh, he's old. Well, yeah, yeah. And it's like that's not that's not a fair assessment at all. I think. Well, no, yeah. not a, a lot of knowledge comes from experience, and you take right. a company like Nintendo that isn't known for massive layoffs, keeps people, especially you know uh, people who have worked on good stuff in the company for mm-hmm. a very long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, Miyamoto uh, the, and, and a bunch of people have been there decades now. That's very typical for Japan yeah. in general. Yeah. A lot of people just stay with the also same true. company uh, for a long time. So yes. it's it makes sense. Yep. It's it's actually a challenge in the Japanese business world because, you know, you, you fundamentally... Um, you are more respectful of your elders and, and that, that sense... Um, permeates all the way into business culture where some older employees are kept on in the company for a long time Mm -hmm. and when their decisions don't align with a company instead of firing them, they're kept on. And there's a term called a window seat in Japanese business culture where someone Mm -hmm. gets a window seat. It means they're still there, but they don't get to make any decisions. Clearly not the case with Kimishima, who's been in charge of two very, very big properties. So I'm expecting him to to make some decisions, especially since he's saying Iwata didn't leave, in quotes, instructions on what to do next. I feel like the instructions are there, right? In yeah. the speeches and the direction Absolutely, the company's yeah. taking right. with the toys. And when they're talking about next. becoming an entertaining, uh, entertainment company and ultimately yeah. he's going to be the guy at the front line sort of helping make those decisions. Mm-hmm. So we're going to hear what uh, Kimishima has to say yeah. to investors on October uh, 28th, uh, Wednesday, in Japan. That's going to be big. That's the next investors meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Q&A session is always known for just a bunch of questions that range from very detailed, what's your quarter strategy, to why don't you guys make something else? I hate video games. Like It, yeah, it, it goes all over the place. How about pants? Yeah, how about, uh, yeah. I would Say, buy, do you like shoelaces? I have I, some string. I would buy Nintendo pants, not going to oh, lie. Man, I would totally buy um, I yeah. may be wearing Nintendo pants right now. Yeah, so, so far, I think he's saying a lot of the right things. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, give him a chance. We'll see what happens. If you are up in arms over his age or over... You know his appearance. Like, let, let let's let the man get some time before we we start dropping judgment on his decisions. But he does not have an easy post. We will we all agree on that, and we will see where this goes. Yeah. Um, anything left to say on that? Just his role post Iwata with Nintendo. I think, for example, Nintendo and Nintendo Direct. 
Nintendo Direct can shift into being a very region-specific thing. NOA has faces that we all know and can make those announcements. NOE has those faces. Yeah. NCL has faces that all those territories recognize. Mm. They should just work together to keep doing those things and let other people lead them. It and, doesn't have to be this guy. And more important than ever, you know, creators... Creators at Nintendo have shown that they can be faithful to the company for a long time, even when they get m more known, right? I'm, I'm sure Nintendo is paying Mr. Miyamoto well, but it's really crucial that they that they promote their up-and-coming talent. That, yep. You know, the people who are doing the amazing stuff in the new games that they're working on are actually put on the Japanese directs too and have a, you know, I have the chance to make a name for well, myself. And the younger faces are coming mm -hmm. to the front. That's yeah. how we got Splatoon. That's how we got Mario Maker. Yeah. Mario Maker's director is a younger gentleman at, at Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> I believe his last name is Oshino. Yeah. Like the 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 sea change is coming internally. Like yep. you're you're starting to see shades of that. Mm -hmm. uh, but talking about promotions uh, and talking about changes, there has been a company wide restructuring. Now I want to uh, preface this a little bit because we are not a business we are a publication. We are not Bloomberg News, so we are not going to get too in the weeds on this. We are going to just sort of float between some things that you should know are happening at Nintendo. Number one. You've probably heard about already the day Kimishima's uh, appointment was announced. Miyamoto and Takeda, the two co-representative directors before Kimishima was put in place, uh, basically have become the creative fellow and technology fellows at mm -hmm. Nintendo. Sort of a new title, a new mm -hmm. role, overseeing a lot of stuff. Um, and there's also been a lot... But, well, a new role, but... What they've always done. What they've always right? done. Right? Like, let's, yeah, let's face it. Like, yeah. uh, sometimes restructurings just put a different title on something yeah. that was already working but not explicitly put into, you know, put into writing. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. So they've merged. Uh, so I'm going to do my best not to stumble through reading this. Uh, they've merged Integrated Research and Development Division and System Development Division into a new platform technology group. Basically, this group is responsible for development of Nintendo hardware, OS, development tools, network, um, Bear in mind, before all these mergers, they also merged their handheld and their home console teams, which is always huh. the speculation about the next device being huh. two different things or the platform mm -hmm. being in two different places, which yeah. can very well be true. Mm -hmm. um, EAD and SPD. So Nintendo EAD is the company behind Splatoon, is the part of the company that's behind Splatoon, is part of the company that is behind uh, most Mario and Zelda games. The, we're talking about the top teams that Nintendo are part of entertainment analysis and development division they have merged with spd which also has some great designers in its own right so these two have been merged and they're going to be called the entertainment planning and development division this group is responsible to aid in the creation of games on nintendo platforms but also smartphones and apparently iguchi who we know uh katsuya iguchi who is the producer for the animal crossing series and yoshiaki koizumi who is producer for several mario 3d titles uh, will share the position of deputy general manager of that group. And the big boss for that section is Shinya Takahashi, who we talked to last year at E3. He was the former head of SPD. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. <clears throat> <clears throat> Lastly, on the business side, there is an entirely new department called the Business Development Division. This group is responsible for, first of all, I found this really interesting in the, in the information we got, quote, refining the business model for the dedicated video game system business. Uh-huh. Uh. What the, like, okay, so. What that means? What does that mean? I Whoa, mean, this that... business model seems to be unchanged for a very long time. Mm -hmm. does, does, what is this suggesting? Maybe, but maybe not, right? Like, the Wii, the Wii model and certainly the handheld model was cheaper game development, um, you know, ignoring R&D, but, like, cheaper games than a Metal Gear or a Destiny. AAA. Right? Like, still really good experiences, but being much more cost-conscious about the overhead of it. Mm -hmm. So, basically, the, the big indie movie to the blockbuster movie. That was the, the strategy with a lot of those titles, right? Mm. Um, which is a different business model from what Xbox and Sony do with games like Uncharted and Halo. Mm. These are very, very expensive, expensive. games. They're it very takes uh, three, four years to make them sometimes that long or, or two, you know. Um, High risk. N Nintendo in the past has said, hey, we want to be able to make these games iterate on the games faster, right? Mm. Mm. So that could be, that is a shift that we've seen in the past. Majora's Mask was an example of That's where right. they tried oh, that yeah. and it didn't work, yeah. right? right? Like it yeah. still took them too long because they're they're, they're, they're perfectionists. They, yeah, they, 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 they don't want to so, let it go. Yeah. So I have a feeling like they're trying to figure <clears throat> out what can we do with our dedicated platforms? Can they become like the new Apple TV, which is an open platform that anybody can publish 
games do. That would be a fundamental shift in business strategy. Add monetized games versus, you know, licensing. Like, yeah. there are all these different directions that could be going, and I think they need to deeply look at this and that yeah. that's reflected here or even an android based yeah. console or etc yeah, etc yeah, yeah. etc right. all of that the business model of video games where you pay 60 dollars for a game and then you know there'll be a sequel in three years that has fundamentally changed already i mean the disruptors mobile phones and and certainly some of these micro the app store and the google play store mm-hmm. it's it's gonna change it doesn't mean anybody has to like pee their pants now and say they will never be a metal gear bad example maybe they won't be but <laughs> they will never be another you know, they will never be another legend of zelda big game like that the, that's like saying there'll never be another jurassic park or another back to the future there was another jurassic park there's gonna be another back to the future right like it'll keep going like that okay um so they're also in charge of growing nintendo's smartphone game business as well as any new businesses that will feature nintendo's ip interestingly enough none of this says what's happening with quality of life and Mm -hmm. if that is still an initiative for the company or not no um one would assume yes but who knows uh we have a full table of who got what job where they are now come check that out on ign apparently uh how do you find it? What's it called? Uh, it is Nintendo Reveals Restructuring Plans. Uh, reveals go. Restructuring Plans. Yeah, that was it. Our search engine on IGN <coughs> actually works now if you haven't used what? it in, in years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Miracles so can, can happen. It's worth a while. A lot of features getting improved. Oh, nice. Now we're singing. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Watch out. I'm going to bust out the Splatoon tune. No, today. don't do it. Um, Splatoon. Splatoon. Ready for the ping pong game. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Nintendo Directs will continue. Uh, we got a statement from Nintendo basically telling us. uh, So first of all, it wasn't so much that the company had said they were going away. But the big question from us was, okay, you've got a new boss. You haven't said much about these presentations since Iwata has passed. Mm -hmm. Do you have any comment there? What what do you have to say there? And they told us in a statement, Nintendo Rex will continue, but we have no details to provide on who will be featured or the topics that will be covered. Mm -hmm. It's fine. We weren't asking. But (laughs) more importantly, um, you know, this... Nintendo has been a company that has been speaking directly to its fans for some time now. I want to say f- over fi- almost five years or over five years mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. the messaging is coming basically from them. They use these direct presentations to announce new features, new modes. They show footage. Yep. Uh, usually um, they get timed around some of the articles that we, uh, we publish because, you know, that's apparently how it works sometimes. Right? We preview a game and then we put up a preview and, oh, there's Nintendo Rec also around the same time. Go figure. Um, and so, you know, these these things aren't going away. And we touched on this a little bit with the Kimishima discussion earlier. But, you know, maybe they're going to be region-specific now, more region-specific. Maybe NOA is going to take a bigger role on just talking to America, which is what it should be doing. Yeah, I, you know, and there's... I think there's some uh, behind-the-scenes stuff going on. NOA is definitely staffing up on NVC mm-hmm. staff. Mm. Uh, NVC staff, Jesus. Direct staff. What are you doing? I'm getting old. <laughs> I know. Um, so you're saying there is a problem. My eyes yeah. went yeah. wide when you said that. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I, you know, I tend to notice when somebody tries to hire our employees. So, mm. um, no, they're definitely staffing up. Um, and, and so I, I do think that's a, it's a good assessment that it'll be more region-specific. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, we haven't seen one in a while. Do you expect we'll see one before 2015? Yeah, before the end of 2015, something, especially yeah. now with you know the next news we're going to be talking about. I'm assuming um, they need to talk up some of the games that they've con- got coming out, right? Like, uh, there's not a whole lot this holiday season. We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. What do you think with, in terms of uh, sort of direction? Will we see one before the end of the year? Um, it would make. S- I would like to because I mean we. I don't know if we're getting there, but like delaying games, you kind of got to keep the hype alive. I think mm-hmm. you got to kind of show what you have so far and like convince people like that it's not, I, it's worth the wait, right? So I, I don't know. I would like that. I think it's a no brainer. They, they yeah. have to message their fan base. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the last message the fan base got, you know, outside of, you know, from publications and talking to each other was, right. you know, Iwata's passing and it's it's been quiet. There have been releases in Splatoon, new DLC. So mm-hmm. there's positive news, but there's no like, hey, this is what's big and new and coming up. You know? That's right. Yeah, That's I, right. I think they need to almost. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe a Pikmin 4 director. Oh, well, maybe yeah. there's a Pikmin 4. How yeah. funny you bring yeah. that up. Yeah. Uh, have <laughs> we you... talked about that on the no. show quickly? We didn't. No. Miyamoto, talking to uh, Eurogamer, yeah. was asked the question, uh, what's going on with Pikmin? And he says, oh, we're almost done with the fourth one. <laughs> Surprise! 
<laughs> it's it's funny because and you, there's fireworks. You were gonna sat on this quote for a long time, so I don't know if there was some sort of like, hey, you can't, you can keep it in the interview, but you can't publish this until a certain date. It seems really weird that it only comes out like what, like a week ago. Um, very very strange. But um, yeah, I mean, he clearly confirmed it. And mm-hmm. like Nintendo said, yes, that's exactly true. <laughs> Complete surprise to me. I didn't think yeah. they would do a Pikmin 4 for the Wii U, certainly. We don't know the details, obviously. Is it a mobile game? It, is, it no. a, is it a 3DS game? No, it's so got to be. Look, on mobile. It makes sense, right? You have the <laughs> engine. Not this work is, on mobile. It, it wouldn't because of the screen size, but it would if you played the update. I've, t- I've said nothing but great things about that update last E3 that they put out that put in uh, basically started up the gamepad controls the way it should have been played from the start yeah. had touch controls on the touchscreen really easy using off tv play to toss pigment at exactly what you want using a stylus i'm not saying my phone's big enough for that but yeah. maybe I, and i'm not even putting a lot of stock in that to be honest yeah. who knows what it's on if mm-hmm. it's nx or not but man just here you go pigment yeah. bomb that'd be, enjoy that'd be a nice direct to yeah. have they, mm. they should do that because, yeah. you know, if it's just like, yeah, the, the, the Pikmin bomb, and you're like, oh, okay, I kind of want to know more about that since I haven't heard anything yet. Yeah. It, look, it's they have the engine. It was a really fun game. You know, if they have a design team that has a lot of ideas for mm-hmm. new levels, right, um, it's a no-brainer to crank this one out. It's not a system seller, but it, it does keep the Wii U audience happy that there's new software coming. So to me, it makes sense as a Wii U game. Mm-hmm. The last game was a great game, and I feel like we did not hear it performed well. Yeah. That was the other reason why when he, when I heard Pikmin 4, and I guess last year's Pokebomb, I mean last year, last week's Pokebomb completely made me forget about this story. Yeah. But... Man, I I just I didn't hear a big reception. Like I didn't hear sales numbers that indicated that Pikmin Three did well. And in fact, right now it's out of print. You yeah. cannot buy that game at really? the store that that I've heard that I've seen. Huh. I've been to I retailers. Not I do that. not see it there. Wow. You have to buy that game digitally now. Yeah. No, oh, that's a bummer. No, look, at least in the U.S. It, it the franchise was never as big as their their core stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they they're thinking of ways to make it bigger. Because there's no reason that it's not bigger. It's a smartly designed game. It's not hard to figure out how to play this, right? And it's like it's not such a niche genre that you know it would keep people out it simply does not have that mario character appeal that the other titles mm, have you yeah. know but when they die yeah. i got so sad no like <laughs> i feel like when I you do try... connect to those little those little plants no no that's not to say like <laughs> i, I think the pikmin characters are awesome the enemies the enemies are so creative right yeah, like this this franchise deserves more deserves well, to be noticed. And its right. perspective on the world is, I think, what has always kind of drew my attention, mm-hmm. where everything is so... Like, I, I've always dreamed that there would be an installment where, like, you'd you'd see, like, a, a human, possibly, or yeah. something yeah. stomping around in the background on some Shadow of the Colossus. Like, maybe I'm not going to fight it, like, maybe not on that yeah. level, but just say, hey... That's over there, and you should not go there right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Deadly Creatures style. Did you ever play that game on a the Wii? Bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like you were being chased by humans. They were like trying to dig, and like mm. you saw the feet. It was really cool. The humans were Whoa. the deadly yeah. creatures. Yeah, no, well, yeah. yes. How about that? Spoilers. Spoilers. Sorry. So we're gonna take a quick uh, break. Oh wait, do you want to <laughs> uh, add one more thing? The, I, yeah, I, please. I think that the strong suit of Pikmin is that it's kind of the sense of rediscovering a world that you're already familiar with yeah. that makes it so wonderful. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it should welcome. Get more I want that game. I really want that game. Yeah. Pikmin 4. Yeah. Yeah. yeah same. Yeah. Okay. I'll take it wherever I can get it. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Star Fox Zero got delayed. That's really unfortunate. Stay with us. Back, Jose Otero here with Callie Pluggy and Pear Schneider, and we are going to kick this off with Star Fox Zero Talk. It's been the oh, I can't wait to play it. We it's should out have seen weeks. this coming. Uh, we should have. It's the middle of September. <laughs> there hasn't been a new demo. There hasn't been a new trailer. There hasn't been a new screenshot. They have not said a word. Given post Iwata and and the sad mm-hmm, message that was around mm-hmm. that, I didn't expect them to rush to promote a game. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. We didn't hear anything about this game for some time. It wasn't so a red it just fl- slipped under the radar. It wasn't us. a red flag to me because I honestly think, I mean, the, the game is not that well received. 
And when that happens, you know, see, uh, uh, see, for example, what did we have? Um, with Devil's Devil's Third, right? Like Devil's Third was <laughs> under the radar for a very, very long time, and they may they may have been indecision, but it's like when Nintendo knows that the audience does not love what they're seeing, like a big portion of the audience, they kind of they're quieter on it, mm-hmm. and then you know they they like to let the game speak for itself when it comes out. Yeah. That's what I thought was happening with Star Fox. Like my, I mean, to be clear, my fundamental issue with the game was not so much the visuals, which a lot of people said don't look that great. It was I didn't feel it was intuitive to play. Mm-hmm. You know, there were huge issues with it, and I, feel, I felt like they needed to fix that. So maybe that's what this is about. Yeah, I, see, I was the flip side of that where I felt – and at E3, first of all, just for context, E3 was the – unveiling of that game and it was a mixed reception yeah some people really enjoyed it some people did not really uh, was, I was there anybody who says this is awesome i can't wait to play i'm more. sure there were really I, i'm absolutely sure I, there were i thought that display was awesome the yeah. display they had on the, oh yeah, in yeah, their yeah. Booth yeah was cool but and uh on the flip side, like in terms of controlling the R wing, I was fine. But I'm also yeah. a lot more used to motion control. Maybe, like I don't know. I, I'm not going to make excuses for them because it, I don't need to do that. But right. it did not. It wasn't the most positive way to kick off their uh, digital event, and yeah. I think they wanted it to be. I mean, look, yeah. you want you want controls for anything to be intuitive, unless you're purposely going for I'm piloting a giant mm. mech and here are all the switches, or it's a flight simulator. You got to learn it. Sure, it yeah. was not intuitive. But like don't pick up. But what makes yeah. it more difficult, I feel, is that yeah, it wasn't intuitive. But at these demos, they don't let us switch off motion. And so it gets lost in the weeds that you can switch off mm-hmm. motion. This was the same problem Splatoon had a year and a half ago yeah. or a year and a couple months ago where we came out of E3 not sure what to make of it because Nintendo was insistent of only one way for us to play it. And I get the intent there. They want you to have an open mind, but that could be frustrating when that's not – that's like asking me to play – on an inverted setup and not allow me to switch the uh, controls back yeah. the way they should be, the I, way I'm accustomed. I yeah. hear you, but this game is designed for motion controls more so than Splatoon. By the way, playing with motion controls is the only way in Splatoon. That's well, right. I agree. Um, <laughs> agree. The, the better players use motion. Um, the I'm best. Not, I'm not the better player, <laughs> but I still use motion. But you aspire to yes. be the better player. Oh, yeah. I had a winning streak yesterday, like 10 And I wasn't there. I've awesome. seen you have a dying streak. Uh, yeah, I have that. No, I, I, that happens. No. Um, I just I feel like the setup for that game is not intuitive. Granted, you don't get the benefit of the the learning ramp up that you get when you buy a new game, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you first played some of the classic first person shooters on consoles. When we played um, Dual Sticks for the first time, they walk you through this thing, going like, "Look up! Oh, I see uh, you like this." Well, control, they had right? that mission like, yeah, at like the demo, a, but a lot of people skipped it. Sorry, yeah, yeah. and so that you get the benefit when you're playing a whole game of this kind of uh, mm-hmm. tutorial and so maybe it'll be better I'll keep an open mind I just I'm used to picking up a Nintendo game and feeling that the controls are intuitive they were always mm-hmm. really good at that and this game was not but that. you didn't have that opinion when you first played Splatoon and what? you warmed up to the motion the the motion is the best way to play you grew into that yeah, with yeah, the yeah, more yeah. time you played I, I it. said it was co- I definitely said yeah, it was confusing yeah. when no. I first picked it up yeah. you, uh, you were going to say sorry. oh I, I was just going to say about the Making the de- demos uniform in mm-hmm. that way, I think, is just a very Nintendo thing. Because they're, you know, most Nintendo games don't have like difficulty levels. They mm-hmm. kind of want everyone to have the same experience with the game. Um, so it would make sense that they wouldn't allow you to kind of switch things up. They want everyone to have the same demo experience when their first experience. I use that yeah. word too many times. When they're That's first right. introduced yeah. to this game, they That's want right. everybody to have the same experience. Yep. So it makes sense, but it is also frustrating when. Mm-hmm. Well, when you said the the dual stick shooters thing, because I used to play tons of those, and I just remember like in Combat Evolve, the whole like look up, look yeah. down, do, 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 invert. Do, 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 do you like it better? I'm no, your shields down. And and they kind of ease you into that. Um, and at first, if you're used to you know mouse and keyboard, that is super terrible, and you're like, I hate this so much. But then you yeah. get used to it. Uh, you learn so, the controls for sure. Right. So getting introduced to a game that way is very frustrating. I don't think gives the best impression. But once you do get used to it, like with Splatoon, you're like, oh, that, wait, I get it now, yeah. finally. And that's that's where if Star Fox builds up to the more complex controls, like if they start with like, hey, here's the old Star Fox, you remember, and you're like, mm. oh, this is cool. And then it gets a little bit more complex and you learn more ways of controlling it. I think that's, that's going to be ultimately be good and maybe that's what they're working on but mm-hmm. the game just you know like it doesn't have the visual wow factor there's just no question about it, no matter who you are 
when you look at this game for the first time, you're not going to be blown away. No. It goes down to textures and just the environments yeah. and how crude some of the things look. And but that's okay. Yeah. Like, I would be okay with a Star Fox 64 running at 60 frames per second with just tons of stuff on screen. I can totally handle that. But then I need something else that wows me. And like replaying something that feels like an old mission. As the chicken walker doesn't, doesn't wow you? Doesn't look awesome. <laughs> and then the controls are not intuitive. That's where my problems came in with that game. And so if delaying it means fixing some of that, that's great. They're not going to magically turn this into the best looking game ever. And they're also that's not, not going to redo and undo those controls. Like they, they've said it works without it. I mean, it sounds like from Miyamoto's post, which was announced that this was this announcement happened on Facebook, was that they're taking time to polish the game. Yeah. That they're pretty much they could ship it, but it's more of an example of they don't think it's up to their standard. And Nintendo's mm-hmm. known for being perfectionist. However, yeah. what set the the Twitterverse and the internet and the message boards ablaze is what does this mean for the Wii U holiday season? <laughs> um, so let's yeah. take an example here, and I don't like to talk about other platforms too much on the show, but let's look at this example really quick. Um, Sony and PS4 right now does not have a big new fall title, a holiday title. They well, hold don't. On, hold on. They don't. Hold they don't. On. Console exclusive. They don't. But <laughs> the third parties. Exclusive. But but third parties are coming to their rescue. They've worked out a ton of deals so that there is content on that platform <laughs> for anyone who's invested on that platform that they're really going to like on that platform. Yeah. Reason the worst platform a lot, but get my point. Can, can, in Nintendo's say, case, when a game moves, there's not something to replace it. There aren't third parties there, and so this has caused a sea of oh man, what's going on? This this holiday for you're telling me this holiday for Sony, there's something. There's a big fall title. There's well, a big holiday title. Well, no, no, hold on. First so party. Let's let's ignore, and I'm including the people who listen to this show. Let's ignore the super consumers, right? They, the 5% of all gamers who know what a console exclusive title sure. is. Because the mass audience has no question. They will walk into a GameStop and ask for Pokemon on Xbox. It happens every day. Anybody working <laughs> at GameStop, write Wait, in with your horror you story. <laughs> I want to no, right. hear some of these stories where somebody wants Halo for the PlayStation. Um, email oh, us that. at nvc at IGN.com. <laughs> Nobody owns an Xbox One knows that Rise of the Tomb Raider is not made by Microsoft. I'm not saying it, nobody. Most people who, who own this platform do not know that. To them, Rise of the Tomb Raider is a reason to pick, a, to pick up an Xbox One control this, this fall. Okay. And there are deals like that on the Sony side. Ignoring a you know, Uncharted collection, which is, I love those games, man. Uncharted 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. That's not the same as a big holiday title, though. Yeah, but it is like a Wind Waker remake, right? It's a game that people love. Everybody who hasn't played it will say, oh, he's good. And people will say, that's freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. But you are overlooking a little bit the effect of that you could only get this experience on a certain platform. Like, that drives people to buy a platform. If I can get Call of Duty on Xbox and I can get Call of Duty on a PS4, why the heck am I going to pick one over the other? That's that's their job to to make that case. Okay, but I think the case right now is those two consoles versus Nintendo, right? They are very similar experiences, and yes, they're struggling, especially Microsoft, with differentiating factors. How are we different from from Sony? Well, they just released Forza, right? There's a Gran Turismo style, really good racing game on that platform. Fantastic. So game. as a racing yeah. gamer, you're like, oh, maybe I'm going to get an Xbox One. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I love one console more than the others, although I do most of my playing on the PlayStation 4 usually, and last generation was the Xbox 360, right? So there's definitely a shift. Um, But... There is just so much on those machines versus yeah. the Wii U. Yeah. yeah. You you know, let's not ignore there is a Call of Duty. There is a Star Wars well, and that's the point I'm trying to make. Right? When a Nintendo game disappears from a holiday lineup, nothing replaces it. Or at least nothing yeah. appears to replace it right now. So yeah. the rest of this lineup is Xenoblade Chronicles X. Yep. Uh, in October, Yoshi Woolly World. Mario Tennis Ultra Smash does not have a date. There's a Fatal Frame and a Devil's Third game for people who care about them. I don't, but I'm going to make sure they get included. Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival is also a part of that. These are all Wii U games. Yeah. Um, Which is Mario Party with Animal Crossing characters. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for that reminder. (laughs) I guess for me, the question is, Nintendo is always known for having a big game the week before Black Friday and a reason to buy. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. This year they don't have that. Do do you think and Star Fox? I don't think Star Fox was that game. No. To be fair, too, like I think, I think we all saw that coming. They wanted it to be, and we've we've been pretty vocal about that on this on this podcast we that we didn't think it was going to be a driver, but it is also a. It's a. I saw it as a support title. You have a Wii U, so you're getting a new game to play, and it is beloved way classic franchise, right? Mm-hmm. Great way um, to put it. But yeah, like I'm I'm on my computer. Yeah, I'm just, I just brought up the lineup for the the PS4. Yeah, there isn't the big kind of new Uncharted oh. or you know like Sony Uncharted only title, out. right? Yeah. I mean, there's there's they've got exclusive deals with third parties like for Street Fighter going on for the future, all that, and, so, and Microsoft obviously has Halo. That's a very mm-hmm. big title, it's a big one. But yeah, the Sony does not look as strong, but. They can afford it. They've been outselling everybody there, and install base twenty five million. Well, and that's plus why the consoles, third parties, right? the deals that they've worked out, yeah. having like Call of Duty exclusive stuff on day and one, Destiny stuff on day one, uh, etc. Fallout does fall, Fallout potentially 4. even Fallout Four, like, which is going to be one of the biggest games this year. Yeah. No yeah. question. Star Wars Battlefront, same deal. And, um, and so that's why I think. I mean, it is a quiet fourth quarter for Nintendo. With another title dropping out, that is definitely not an improvement. And I think it'll make it very hard for them to tell a compelling marketing message on why you should pick up the Wii U. Now, Mario Maker is awesome. Yes, mm. that Splatoon is a reason is awesome. to get it. These games are alive and kicking, and so maybe they'll focus on remarket- remarketing those and making right. sure that a bigger audience discovers them. But do you, so Mario Tennis doesn't have a date. Do you put Mario Tennis out the week before Black Friday to have something as a support title for that system? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, I'm I'm expecting there to be a bigger title. Or, you know, there maybe... There isn't one, though. <laughs> Unless Pikmin 4 is it. No, no, no. no. <laughs> that wouldn't be. No way. Yeah, it's hard to believe that in September, a new title would pop up for two months down the road. That seems really tough. The only thing I could see is a game like Xenoblade being pulled, you know, yeah, and that's into that slot. Does Xenoblade yeah. move up a few weeks? Yeah, yeah, and it's coming out December 4th right now, right? Mm-hmm. So that is a that's actually a rough time spot for any game to launch, mm-hmm. usually. Yeah. I mean, it's nice that it's not in the fray of things, yeah. but they have nothing in the fray. It's a right hardcore now, game, so, open yeah. world, takes advantage of the system, yeah, looks really good, nice. Right? Yeah. Maybe it's a, it's a bit ni- niche, let's be honest, niche, however you want to say it. Niche. Niche. niche, niche, yeah, yeah. I mean, otherwise they could get uh, Kung Fu Panda Showdown of Legendary Legends or nope. the Peanuts movie in there. Um, no, there there really isn't much. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I guess we're all in agreement at least that this is good for Star Fox. Maybe yeah. this isn't great for the holiday. Maybe post holiday we're not going to see you know any any sort of improvement to Nintendo situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? Their targets for we use this year are, are pretty much as low as they were last year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or around the same place. Um, We'll see, and hopefully they just keep promoting Mario Maker, which is a fantastic game that people should be playing that, and people should go out and get. That yeah. would make the most sense, I think, mm-hmm. because I, I mean, think. I've been talking. I was talking to somebody who works here. It was, it was like, should I get this for my my nephew? And I'm like, a hundred percent, yes, like hundred yeah. percent, get it for your nephew because that kid needs a game where he can create something like this. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I think it would make the most sense. That would be the the seller for me. Like if I didn't have a Wii U already, that would be on my figurative Christmas list. Yeah. Kind of thing. yeah. And, and by the way, you know, part of marketing sometimes is to get people to buy your product even though it's not the best on the market or even though it is not new. You mm-hmm. know, it's happened before. Products have gotten to be the top selling things for the holiday season even though they've been out for a while, right? Like, look at the the BB-8, like the Sphero Droid right now, oh, right? Like, it's sold out so fast. Yeah. Um, Two to three months to get one still, of those. Right that now. could become, even though it's not new, the big holiday item. And so Nintendo could really lean into Mario Maker mm-hmm. um, for that. The other question is, does that now mean they change their strategy and drop the price? You know, will there be a budget bundle for the Wii U where then retailers get excited because, hey, people are going to come into the store. It's a different audience, not the, you know, the the day one consumer is going to buy this machine. Well, and they're trying more bundles. I mean, there was a Mario Maker bundle right before that game came out. There was a Mario Kart 8 bundle that has the DLC included, at least in North America. Sorry if you're in Europe or in Australia. Uh, I don't do a great job of keeping track of the bundles you guys get. But uh, they are doing a lot. And let's let's not forget the X factor that's probably going to help them be profitable. There's two of them. One, uh, the yen, the state of the yen. Mm-hmm. And two, Amiibo. Mm-hmm. They're still selling yeah. very well. Yeah. Seven million as of last MPD in the U.S. alone. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. super, I mean, I am... Eventually that bubble will burst, but it has not. I yeah. am, like, a, a, I am partially disappointed that they're that a game slipped. I'm always sad when I'm kind of, I, you know, I was still looking forward to trying this game, you know, even if it wasn't going to 
be the top title. So I'm always sad when it slips. But then I look at the lineup of games, and as a multi-console owner, I'm like, thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness the field is clearing <laughs> up. I mean, Fallout is a 200-hour yeah. game. Yeah. And like just Metal anything, Gear is a 200 Metal, I'm oh. still playing Metal Gear, right? Like yeah. anything moving out of the wake of these titles is, is not a bad thing, but it can be a bad thing for a company like Nintendo. Well, and it can be a bad thing if that's your only system. My that, nephew primarily plays on his Wii U. <laughs> this is not going to be a great Christmas for him. Yeah, uh, but, but if he's younger, you know, there's stuff like Disney Infinity, in their, their yeah. titles. Is, is Minecraft Story Mode coming on Wii U this year? It is coming. I don't know. Yeah, if we don't year. know when it's coming, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, we, we should, but we but, don't at the but moment. But there are titles like that you know that tied over the younger audience female audience just dance was one of the biggest hits on the wii and like yeah. you know it's not quite the same with wii u because the remote isn't packed in but that could be maybe there's a holiday bundle coming with just dance and a wii remote packed in and mm. they do a co-marketing deal with ubisoft that'd be we'll really see. smart yeah. yeah i think cool all right uh, i'm just checking uh it's just coming to wii u at some point uh, soon, at least we hope so. That's uh, all I can story. see. That would have been a good yeah, third-party exclusive to nail if the franchise wasn't now the license holder wasn't. Mm. Was Microsoft probably had something yep. to say about that. All right. right. So yeah. We have a few more things left to discuss. Callie, you are in the weeds right now. Well, mm -hmm. not in the weeds, but in the in the homes, <laughs> reviewing uh, Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer. Mm -hmm. Really want to hear your impressions on how uh, this has been going for you. You told me you spent a ton of time with it this weekend and this week. Yeah. So this, let's let's hear it. What's going past, on? This past weekend, I got it on Friday. I played Saturday, Sunday, sixteen hours total, just in those two days, because mm -hmm. that's what reviewing games is. But um, hmm. yeah, I. So I, I, my impressions are positive. My review is positive. Um, there's some things where that bothered me. Like, uh, as far as I can tell, I'm I have more than twenty hours invested in this game so far after just a week, not mm -hmm. even a week, and uh, I there's. No way to decorate. You don't have your own house. You don't have your own house to decorate. And I really wish that having all, you know, you have this access to the whole catalog of Animal mm -hmm. Crossing, all these things that are really hard to get in the main games, like really rare items. And it would have been nice to just create my dream mansion. Like, just But instead bonus. what you get. Instead what you instead, get. Instead you get, um, you know, assignments. You have to, you get clients. Animals give you requests. Like, I want a house that looks like a so you're the wedding planner essentially, right? Rather you, than the person having the wedding. Rather being, rather than being the villager, you are now an employee. So mm -hmm. you know, like Tom Nook doesn't live in the village that you you live in. He just lives. Well, in he could Nook's if, you, if you get his yeah. He goes yeah. to his home no, 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 in Sicily, I mean, of course. In, I mean, yeah. in the Running main Animal yeah. Crossing in, in games. Standalone. Oh, yeah, this, this is true. That's, that's what I mean. Right. Is yeah. in standalone Animal Crossing, he okay. doesn't actually live in the village with you. So you're kind of switching sides. Now yeah, you're yeah. one of the people who doesn't doesn't live there. You just work there, and so it kind of it kind of made me feel a little distant from from everything. Like, oh, you know. I don't get to go talk to these animals really. Mm -hmm. I, if I talk to them, like if you visit an animal's house and don't do a remodel, which you can do, you can you can revisit somebody's house you've already decorated, and if you unlocked better items or something, you can go redo it to your satisfaction, uh, which is something I have wanted to do because yeah. I'll get to a house and be like, oh, I don't have this item that I know is in the catalog because I've been playing Animal Crossing for over 10 years and I can't put it in the house yet. Yeah. Um, so I'll go back, but if you don't redo their house and you just say say hi to them, they don't really have much to say. Yeah. You don't get that yeah. sense of befriending the animals. That's right. Or running into them during the course of a regular day like you yeah. would in the prior games. Uh, they did add that aspect of you can come over and just sort of dress up like invite people over mm -hmm. with those cards mm -hmm. and then you know take photos and do things like that is that that's, fulfilling at all for you that's cute it's cute, it's cute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, that's one of the things about animal crossing is the appeal is that it's charming and it's cute and it makes me smile that's one mm -hmm. of my positives in in my review is even though i feel a little distant from the villagers they still make me smile they're still adorable and i still feel compelled to give them the best possible house even though there's no real reward for doing so yeah, there's um, no feng shui there's none of that there's stuff. no happy home academy grading you uh, which is a good thing i think because if you had to base a house around the grading system you would kind of be limited i think yeah. but um there's there's no real incentive except just I want these virtual animals to like the house I made for them, which is why silly. don't you love me? Yeah, it's so silly. That's the thing. That Do you ever get depressed? You sit in a corner. Yeah, just just why don't the you like purple, my house? The purple giraffe didn't like my chairs. <laughs> yeah. They all see that's the thing though. They always like it unless oh. you don't include the things they require you to I include. See. Okay. So. That's the disappointing thing is you always like it no matter how hard I tried or how many it's, 
minutes yeah. I spent. It's basically a village full of Canadians. Yeah. They're just happy and <laughs> wow. love everything. Wow. Wow. I'm so sorry. Send all anger emails to... Uh... What? <laughs> I'm saying Canadians are happy people who love stuff. You should have said Canadians yeah. don't send angry emails. That should have been your fault. Canadians don't send angry emails. <laughs> there you go. Um, um, I, I guess um, one, of, one of my observations then... Uh, the the way you model homes mm -hmm. is 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 better than it's ever been so in any better. Animal Crossing interacting with spaces. Yeah. But a series that isn't quite known for um, direction and objectives. It's more about what yeah. you want to do. Yeah. It sounds like when it has shifted to something that is much more direct and a task mm -hmm. that you have to do every day for the most part, if you want, because you could also mm -hmm. just skip work every day. Uh, just, just putting that out there. Um, you could just not do things, yeah. But yeah. it's like it's but, like but it more doesn't like, feel the same, like even doesn't. for a spinoff. It's um, so if you call the main series a sim, I would say this is a sandbox. Mm. It gives you a little more creativity, but less um, of a life. You know, mm. less of a virtual life. So you you get to do. And the thing is, I follow these these blogs actually, like on Tumblr, that that just are for Animal Crossing homes, like home decoration blogs mm -hmm. that are dedicated mm -hmm. to this. People submit their their house designs and stuff and people are really into that aspect mm -hmm. so i think that having total freedom to decorate whatever you want however you want the outside of the house experiment without having to be punished like by paying tom nook a bunch of bells for it and then realizing you don't like it um all of that is super super great mm -hmm. uh it's just it does feel you don't distant. own something in it you yeah, don't yeah, own yeah. something you don't get the reward of having carefully collected all of these items from a yeah. that you just had to happen upon. Got it. Um, you don't get that sense of reward, but I did feel fulfilled after I built a house that was, or, or even a community building that I loved. I was like, it, yes, yeah. Yeah, I made it so and well. And you're going to get a sense of joy from that. Yeah. Like I can picture my niece is going to enjoy that, right? Yeah. She can put anything where she wants it to be yeah. and have a good time. I made an arcade. Did, I was so happy. Did this game start life as a, a Me Plaza game? Because it just sounds like it. It sounds like uh -huh. the flower kind of like, you know, grow your you grow your plants and then the flower shop says, hey, I need something that's spicy. Like that kind of setup mm -hmm. feels like perfect for, for Me Plaza. But it's obviously expanded a much bigger right. game than those it's, little mini games. Now. There's tons to do. I mean, I, I feel like I've barely scratched the surface because there's over 300 animal villagers wow. and I've maybe decorated like 30 of their houses. Like, oh. Because I spend so much time doing each house, but also it's just there's so much in that catalog. There's so much to do. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So okay. You're, you're liking it. I like it. Awesome. Yeah. I yeah. I. It kind of makes me want to play New Leaf, though. Like, I kind of just want to redo that happened New to me. Leaf. I went back to... I would jump between them. Um, and I don't know if it's just because I've never seen the series like anything but the way a traditional Animal Crossing right. is. Um, it's, it's different. It's not better or worse. It's just... It's a different game. Like I said, it's not a sim. It's a sandbox. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so f a few more things to round out because we got to go. Uh, Shovel Knight Plague of Shadows is out now. Mm -hmm. We'll have impressions next week. I have not played it. Did you play it? No. When did we When did we get the uh, Amiibo? Uh, still TBD. Yeah. I don't think they have a date yet. At least I haven't seen one. Um, next thing real quick. Super Mario Maker has over 1 million courses made Ooh, according to Nintendo. That's amazing. Yeah. Five of you, which are mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've been making some cool stuff and I see the pain in your eyes when you say, I want you to play my levels. Well, nobody play. <sighs> no, no, no. But no, you said it to me but, yeah. but, but then you finish it with, but I know you have to play Destiny and then you walk away disappointed. Yeah, well, wow. I know you want to play Destiny too. And like uh, I, well, you yeah, know, I mean, I wouldn't I, be moving this fast if it wasn't my job. It's a though. game I put yeah. a, dozens of hours of into as well, and I, I actually enjoyed the experience. I just feel like I just don't have the time to keep up with it, um, and, and it, because it is more like an MMO, like a full-time job, you know, to play this game. Yeah. And so I can't commit to that. That's why I like games with more mission-structured stuff, mm -hmm. and I mm -hmm. love Mario Maker because I come home, I relax now on the couch, working on a level while somebody watches TV. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I use the gamepad yeah. to design. Do your kids help you prototype and play levels? No, they want to do their own. To, That's to have they, them do their own. They the, have all the input in the world. The problem is that we now have one level. No, they, they're pretty amazed at, at what I do. I'm pretty amazed at what they do, too. My my youngest, who's nine, made a level that is all the flying clown guys. You know, the, mm -hmm. the clown, uh, the hover clown, whatever it's mm -hmm. called. <laughs> um, oh, the clown car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. He he created uh, a bunch of them, and they all have flames in them. And I'm like, that's stupid. They can't hurt you. The flames are just—it's going to follow <laughs> you, you and bump, bump into you. He's like, no, that's my ammo. 
I, he's riding one clown car with Yoshi. Then he eats the flame and shoots the flames at the enemy fleet. So he, he created this like Red Baron air battle. I'm like, but <laughs> you can just fly through the goal. He's like, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's cool to see the sandbox and like kids being creative in it. Mm. But mm-hmm. the issue with Mario Maker is definitely discovery. There are a lot of really talented creators, and some really cool levels have high rankings, but there are a lot of bad levels with high rankings, too. And it feels like right now the discovery tool perpetuates that, right? Like once something is popular, it gets more popular because there is not a good discovery for a a trending level. that's the problem with almost everything, I feel, that tries to curate lists. Like I have yet to – and if someone knows a service or a product, uh, I feel like on YouTube I still see this. I feel like on iTunes I still see this. When I'm trying to curate and find things, the most popular stuff stays popular even though I don't like it. And the featured section, I'm never quite sure how something gets featured. And so, and you end up having the featured list mirrors the starred list because there are creators that are in both. And that sh- maybe it shouldn't it, be that way. Algorithms for discovery are the hardest thing to nail. And yeah. This, yeah. a game like this needs them more than anything, right? Like Netflix famously paid, uh, you know, a, a million bucks to someone who com- could come back, back with a good algorithm that recommends other shows to watch for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it is very impor- important for a game like this where a very broad audience will create stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like YouTube, that the discovery mechanisms are good. Right now, they're not awesome, right? You can't follow your friends. The good thing is, I mean, some well, you external... Can, but it so, takes some work. Sorry. Well, no, but it's not built in, right? Like, I... I, I had a beef with that. I, I like yeah. you, Jose. I want to see your levels. Mm. I can't without asking you for your phone number once again, right? Yeah. And and that sucks. Yeah, I've been secretly posting, by the way. I'm not advertising my levels right. anywhere. I'll you go. are. So, I, yeah, I created one. I created a moving train level, where I used, uh, you know, the, um, uh, uh, you know, the the saws. I used yeah. them as wheels. I used, uh, uh. I used the conveyor belts as scenery going by. So they're little flowers going by the train because <laughs> they're on a conveyor belt, right? So That's I spent a lot so of time. Clever. That's very clever. I think you'll like it. Um, yeah. uh, so. But it's, hard, but it's hard to get that level out to a bigger audience. So there, there's some help groups. There's actually on Facebook, there's the uh, IGN NVC Mario Maker Level Share Group. It's just 180 people, small group, but they, they're sharing levels with each other. Um, I think, you yeah. know, Mario Maker needs a little bit more structuring. Like, give me a level that is uh, that is focused on music or give me a level, like, let me group and tag things yeah. in smarter uh, ways. Right? We, uh, yeah, yeah we, we've actually tried to help with spotlighting here uh, as well. We started a show called Made in Mario. We've had two, two episodes, one about mm-hmm. Zelda, pretty good le- Zelda levels, one about pretty good Metroid levels. And our next uh, one, which will happen next week, uh, we issued the challenge, take Super Mario World and a whole lot of... Um, springboards yeah what can you do yeah those are the two things we want you to try and marry together for a level so and, um, and that's that's exactly it right like we want to issue challenges like that like videos like these and challenges like these help discover help discovery of of levels mm-hmm. it's just over a million courses published it's difficult to wade through the mountains of data i think 100 mario that that kind of mode where you get to try a level um, and then you can swipe it and get rid of it if you don't like it. It's so smart, but it needs to come with a set of instructions for budding creators to say, this is why it's important that the beginning of your level hooks a player and mm-hmm. says, this is something you want to play. Yeah. You don't put the hardest thing right at the beginning. Oh. That's frustrating, I right? I skip immediately. Give people a mushroom. Like mm-hmm. that, that kind of stuff yeah. makes a big difference. And then the second thing is like, just like with YouTube, your screen capture of your level has to be the right thing. If it's a boring section, I made that. Uh, that I've mistake. been doing that. I've been doing that too. Wherever yeah. you save, you set a screenshot. That's it. And you have to be mindful of that because if it looks boring, I don't want to play. So it. yeah, I, I made a level that has these giant skulls in it, right? Mm-hmm. Like made from from blocks, and I kept awesome. on saving. I'm like, man, I show the most boring part until I figured out that you can position the place. It'll delete Mario from the screenshot and take a background screen capture. So save in the most important part of your level you can even do something where you show something secret in your level make it a challenge for people to find it and then upload that don't just save and upload be smart okay. about it. Yeah. So, so it depends on where you, where Mario is when you save. Yeah. Okay. You can, you can save your last save determines what the image the the oh. spotlight image so is. That's so. another level of marketing your yeah. your level. But <laughs> I would you gotta love sell it. to do yeah, yeah I'd love it. to do I'd deeper content on Mario Maker. There's just so much in it. Yeah. It is fantastic. And don't let anybody tell you there are amazing levels in that game. Mm. It's just hard to find them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I like, just really quickly, I like sure. uh, in creative games like this, and this kind of goes back to Happy Home Designer also, is getting prompts um, doesn't limit creativity. It actually kind of encourages it because, mm-hmm. uh, like with Happy Home Designer, I'll get a prompt with something I never would have made in the previous games, and then I get something interesting out of it. And when you get a prompt like Super Mario or, like, this level with tons of springboards, yeah, and that actually helps creativity. I like stuff like that. Yeah. That helps um, people discover n- new ways to yep. do levels, uh, new levels to try. I think that's cool. yeah. There's so, so many secret little cool things about yeah. all, all of these titles. Yeah. Well, if, Gotta if, go deeper. If you have a level uh, for that challenge, if you, the challenge is accepted, <laughs> uh, why don't you email us, nvc at IGN.com, with the yeah. subject line, Made in Mario, uh, the great trampoline challenge, or just trampolines, uh, and we'll be able to find it. Otherwise, like... A lot of you are tweeting levels at me. I appreciate it, but I just I'm on Destiny right now. Like I cannot. I will I will try to go back, but it's I, better if you send it in through I, that. I went email. through uh, they, the people tweeted a lot and we've got that Facebook discovery group. It's hard to keep up with it, right? It's a lot so of stuff. Many. But I do kind of go through and I pick the ones that look interesting and I play them. I don't finish them all. Like some of them are just really mean. You are mean people. Um mm. but it's it's really fun to see the different approaches people take. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Okay. Science versus art. Oh, it's the Splatoon. Spl- is that this weekend? Fest. Yeah. <sighs> I got to play Science the raid. Art. All right, we That's should play this weekend. We, are you we gonna need go to on? make time. So I will. I'll there's make a time. new level. Yeah. Okay, so wait. What, what, so what are you going to pick? I don't know what I'm picking. I don't know. So there was a time when I would... Callie's like, I don't know. It's really stressful. There was a time in my life where I would have been like, science, obviously, because I was like so... Mm-hmm. I was that person. But now I'm like, both are so important. And I like was actually legitimately torn about well, my decision. The irony, without science nor art, there would be no Splatoon. Um, the, <laughs> the problem for me was, yeah, I am hugely into science. I'm like into space tech, into mm-hmm. gadgets, into video games, obviously. And so, you know, science, um, I immediately wanted to pick it and then picked art. Because like, <laughs> you, you can't live without creativity and no. you can't live without art. And is like, science you, not creative? You can't live huh? I can live in a creative? cage without much in a cage in a cave with with fire <laughs> without much science. But you I can need, just picture him. You need to be creative, paint. otherwise you go crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, like it's interesting that you brought up Splatoon. Is the only reason it exists is because of both. Is, mm-hmm. That's kind of all video games. is kind of yeah. the marriage of science and art, right? Um, There's some games that are not art. Of course, <laughs> I, I would say that that games like Devil's Third games no, are an no. art oh, medium. No, it's, well, game, it's, games it are like anything else parts. where it's an, it's an art medium, yeah. and some things are more worthy of being called art than yeah. other things. But, but um, that's what, what that's, a tough challenge, though. To yeah, pick it's, one it, that's why it's so hard for me is because I have an appreciation for both sides. Okay, Hammerhead Bridge. Uh, I think I'm going to go art. Um, but I want to say I hope that they continue to be this creative with the Splatfest. Like, I feel like uh, there have been a couple. Like, Autocons versus Decepticons was genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want Mario versus Luigi by the end of the year. Oh, man. I also want uh, maybe even Mario versus Sonic. Like, why not? Like, just uh... just go with it. Like, pick some of your IPs because people want that T-shirt. And they're going to fight yeah. for that T-shirt. Yeah. And they're going to have a good time. Peach versus Daisy. Yep, yeah. yep. <laughs> settle it. Finally, so you're gonna play. You're gonna play despite destiny. This Text weekend. me. Yeah. I will make. T- I can't so, just play the raid so all weekend. You haven't even tried Hammerhead, Hammerhead Bridge yet. Huh? I haven't. It's a it's a choke point map. It's very it's very narrow and straight. So it's kind of like Port Mackerel. It is very much like that, but with more of a focus on uh, on two levels. You can shoot. You can shoot like in zones. You can shoot the zone from above through the grid. It's set up in a very confrontational way. It's mm. definitely a, a, a free fall. I haven't played it in any other modes yet, so I'll have to see how that works. Okay. Cool. It looks really cool. It's it's literally a bridge, you know? There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. Another episode of Nintendo Voice Chat in the books. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, what do we usually say here? I'm kind of tired. Fresh. Stay fresh. Stay no, we say a bunch of things. Uh, thank you for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. We are a weekly show on IGN, but we are not the only show on IGN. And in fact, uh, Callie is now a regular member of the Anime Club. Yep. Uh, go Anime Kids, who yeah. Uh, yeah. recently Yay, beat anime. us in Smash. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty bad. Yeah, it no, was, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good for you. Yeah, I, I'd never played Greninja. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, it was a whole um, Pokemon battle in yeah, Smash. Yeah, that's that we right. Did. Look, I mean, our, our, our request is that if you enjoy this podcast, which, you know, of, of course we want to keep free and keep bringing to you, you support IGN. You know, don't ad block us. If you want to subscribe to IGN Prime, which actually lets you turn off ad- ads on all apps and on the website no no video ads either um, subscribe to it it's it's 
a great benefit to us because we can keep the lights running. So think mm-hmm. about ways, if you enjoy our content, um, how you can help us out. Um, if you're already looking at a lot of our content and writing in and contributing and editing wikis, we love you and thank you so much for that. Yep. All right. Yep. And uh, you can also leave us feedback on the show. Head on over to iTunes and write us a review. We're always checking out your opinions. Or email us at mvc at IGN.com. Uh, it's just a really great way to let us know how we're doing. This week, you got to hear music from Super Mario Maker, the awesome tunes you hear in the background while you're creating stuff. I can't promise I'm going to have the music picked out before <laughs> recording, but I'm going to try to at least tell you what's going people on. I know people have been asking yes. for, uh, what, how long have I been running this podcast now? Two 19 years? 19 years. <laughs> two, uh, going, I guess it's been two years. Um, yeah, it, deal with it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, lastly, you can find us on Twitter. You can find Per Schneider at... Pair IGN. You can find Kelly Plaggy at Inky Dojiko, I N K Y D O J I K K O. And you can find myself, Jose underscore Otero, on Twitter. How can I follow that up? Thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back with more Nintendo Voice Chat. Jenny, have you um, ever heard of a vampire slayer? Do you mean the one girl in all the world with the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and forces of darkness? I do. Oh, yeah. I've heard of her. Cool. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together, we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Never seen Buffy before? We will protect you. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? (laughs) Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. So if you've never watched Buffy or if you're about to watch the series for the 14th time, come over and join us. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at BufferingCast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.